Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And here is Sarah. Oh. <laughs> I guess Sarah can say her own name. And we are three anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. If you believe normal is boring, knowledge is power, and laughter is the best medicine, this is the podcast for you. Cheers. Tink. Tink. And I get to go first today, which is the best. I don't think I've ever like actually looked at this picture behind us until this moment. Let me tell you about that. Please do. My old roller derby teammate and friend Jackknife painted that Mm. for an art fundraiser we did for the roller derby league. And some of the artwork just ended up staying in my possession. And when um, Stella was using this room and we were fixing it up for her, I thought, wow, this is a perfect nursery painting. I don't think I would. Okay. So it's there. I mean, is that, is it a bunny? Yeah. Is it like from Donnie Donnie Darko? Is that a wiener? No, it's a butt. No, on the front. It's a belly button. An Audi? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's art. It's open for interpretation. Is he smoking a cigarette? I mean, I don't know. It's a great nursery picture. I don't know. It's in my basement. I brought it up, put it on the wall. The wall needed some. I'm all for this. Yeah. It seemed nursery-like. It's smoking rabbit with an Audi and a big butt. I, maybe I'll ask her. What, <laughs> What's her take on it? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. You get to Are you first. ready for ready. the true ready. story ready. of the first Thanksgiving? Ooh, good topic. Because Thanksgiving is next week. Right. Yeah. So for this topic, I went for only um, native created sources. Mm -hmm. So I got information from Indian Country Today, Potawatomi.org, Mashpee TV. um, And there was another one, I think, but I guess I didn't write it down. So this is content created um, by indigenous people because I think it's important to get information from those sources. So this is the true story of the pilgrims and the Wampanoag people. This year is the 401st anniversary of the first Thanksgiving, really? which was in 1621. The history that school children learn is Wrong. untrue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember bits and pieces and it what was- What you learn? I mean, something about the Mayflower was in there. Um, probably in that same lesson <laughs> and something about a long table with lots of foods and horns filled with foods or baskets that look like horns. right right and that is literally all I remember of what was taught to me we'll get ready they painted it I did my hand I did my hand like a turkey oh I love the turkey hands I'm gonna have Stella do one of this <laughs> one thing that many people may not realize, myself included, is that the Wampanoag people were the ones involved in the original national holiday. Another thing many people may not realize is they've been around for over 1,200 years and are still around today. The real story of the first Thanksgiving has to do with sickness, death, and cultural genocide. This doesn't necessarily vibe with like that festive cornucopia. Let's get together and share about things meal. that you're grateful for because it's a hard time to be a pioneer. Do you 
have like where everybody has to go around the table and say what you're grateful for because I hate that I I have a family that does not partake we just eat the food and my grandpa's one but I've been at ones you had to have cooked corn on the table that cooked corn well how do you eat raw corn I mean that was popcorn I didn't mean it's cooked corn it just wouldn't be a full Thanksgiving meal if there wasn't corn like off the cob for grandpa that was like the only like set thing that had to be there and and you have to have uh, cranberries in a can not the canned you need the jellied so do you open it up and it's like in that uh, make that noise column shape and you just like leave it in the column no 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 you you know you let out and then you put it sideways and then you slice it and then and then you put it lay it out like like an accordion it out so people can take a slice of it on their uh, God, help us all. I, have a quick question. I make fresh cranberry sauce why it's were, pretty dope why were you angry about going and saying what you were thinking i just don't like being on the spot with that i didn't oh. even uh i think the, the year that that occurred i hated it i hated it the year that that occurred i was not in a good Sarah. place and i didn't i was like what am i gonna say if i say the real thing nobody wants to fucking hear that um so I, so I guess I'm going to lie. And then like, what's the point of that? Just make up some superficial thing. I'm grateful for being here with you all today. It's kind of like, yeah, like when, when I was talking about the plane, like, so before planes take off and before they land, I have a little thing I say in my head that's completely meaningless. It changes nothing. Or I just say the list of the people that I love before I might die. That sounds to me like a superstition, Macy. You said you didn't have any last night. I mean... But apparently, I mean, apparently I do. That's probably all layered in there. It's lots of super superstition. It was superstition. Something that was like a huge light bulb for me when I was researching this is that when we learn about U.S. history, when does it start? With the arrival of the Europeans. Right. That's when it starts. Right. And being Pacific Northwest. But Native Indigenous get... people were here long before that and have a rich right. history in in this country. And, and so that just for me was like, wow, that is how deep mm-hmm. white supremacy runs. Yeah, I think Columbus country. was the first, you know, Columbus mm-hmm. discovering the Americas. It's like you crack open the book, European settlers. And like there was nothing before that I was like, oh my god, the land was empty Crazy. and ripe for the taking. Yeah, it's rich with resources. Transatlantic slave traders, the Europeans, captured and kidnapped native peoples. I also was not aware of that. That the native people were part of the transatlantic slave traders. I had just thought it was um African Americans. So that was like whoa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so since these were the very earliest diplomats representing the european nations among the native people like things didn't start off on on a good vibe on a good foot Mm -hmm. seven years before the pilgrims landed in north america the man history remembers as quanto not um, his indian name was kidnapped and taken to London where he was enslaved. So he was taken in 1614. And when he left, his homeland was thriving, you know, a rich culture. Um, 
while he was away, he learned English. He ended up escaping and he made his way back to his homeland. But when he got there, he realized that while he'd been away, tragedy struck. So it was completely different when he got back. Between 1616 and 1619 was a period of time that the natives call the great dying. Mm -hmm. I don't remember learning about any of this in school. No, no, no. They taught about cowboys more than they taught about. And homesteading. Yeah, yeah. This was the deadliest thing to ever happen to the Wampanoag people. A lethal sickness killed over 90% of the population. So almost everybody. Where did the sickness come from? White Europeans bringing Those it. dirty, dirty white Europeans. <laughs> well, and they're traveling in on boats and ships and bringing sicknesses and illnesses mm-hmm. and rats and plagues. and The Europeans thought bathing was considered unhealthy and even dangerous. What? So they avoided it at all costs. Figures. <laughs> Figures. Powder. Powder means. Rose scented oil over the their, sweat their butt stank. <laughs> Louis XIV of France was said to have <laughs> taken how many baths in his lifetime? What's your guess? Lifetime. Lifetime? 12. Say 10. Trace. Trace. Oh, wow. Trace in ASL. Trace. Three baths in his lifetime. So microbes. Does that, I mean, so that's also not a shower either. That didn't exist, right? Well, they really thought like taking off all your clothes was dangerous. Like bad things could get at you. Yeah. Microbes carried by unwashed visitors brought disease to North America. How did they get under their foldy holds? They had dirty foldy holds. It's a slippery foldy hold. Did they take like a or jammed up? Yeah, are they? What does he consider a bath? Is that like a wipe down, or is it a full submersion? Like he probably cleaned up a little. You'd hope, like I mean, did they use toilet paper? Not toilet paper back then. How does butt just not rot off? (laughs) I I need to know. (laughs) We need a case study. I read a book on this is total tangent but i read a book on like hygiene during the victorian area and it was a dirty filthy nasty time let me tell you no toilet you know plumbing no baths no understanding that you need to wash the junk that would be like if uh, i was and a, that was 200 years after right. 50 years something years after this if i was a rapper during that time i'd want my name to be dirty filthy nasty <laughs> that's a good and then your sidekick could be junk are you junk Uh, i'll be junk all right among the diseases uh introduced (laughs) dirty filthy nasty junk listen to these this list of diseases that were introduced to the native american population smallpox bubonic plague chicken pox cholera influenza the common cold diphtheria malaria measles scarlet fever as sexually transmitted illnesses, typhoid, typhus, tuberculosis, leptospirosis, which I'm not sure what that is, yellow fever, and pertussis. So that's quite a list. It's quite a list. A lot of them have a lot to do with shitting yourself profusely, which sounds horrible. 
So Squanto came home and he had left a thriving, rich culture and he found almost all of his people had been wiped out from tens of thousands when he left to just, I think that I read they had just a few hundred warriors left. Did you ever see Spirit, the horse cartoon? Please don't talk about that because I sobbed uncontrollably. I was going to say I... And my family ridiculed me to no end. I cried so much. It's such... But that mo... Okay, I can't. They. I'm pretty sure I had the DVD just until last year when I, out of shame, donated it to charity because I had been ridiculed. Have you not seen it? It's a horse cartoon. It's a horse horror show. It'll get at your heartstrings. It'll make you cry. So I wouldn't watch this. Brutal. I was in an emotionally vulnerable state, which may have led to me loving it so much, or maybe it's just that good. I I cried. I cried. Macy loved it too, but Macy's a horse person. (laughs) So I don't know. But I I was like, oh my God, this is the best best movie. (laughs) And I I told my sister and her husband, I'm like, we have to watch this movie. It was so emotionally touching. And I made them sit down in my house and watch this. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? The music in it, a, a the horse music. cartoon, like you're sobbing with a talking no, horse. So good. And I was like, oh, I guess. I mean, I let them get to me. I did. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk, but he makes his little whinnies. Yeah, and whinnies. You, you can understand him you without can. the words. You understand? It's like Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 Okay. Let's, let's go back. When he comes back and is like homeland of all the wild horses, yeah, it's yeah, just devastated. so devastatingly changed and they're gone and it's just this heart wrenching. No, moment. I was in the theater, tears That's down my died. face. I was in the theater too. Okay. Maybe we're in the theater at the same time. Maybe. But we didn't know <laughs> I watched it at the Garland. Oh, I, 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 oh you watched first release. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I owned it on VHS. Okay, this part's going to piss you off if you're not already pissed off. The colonists, the dirty, dirty, col- <laughs> dirty colonists, filthy ass colonists, <laughs> they interpreted the disappearance of the Native American population as part of a divine plan to make way for their Puritan settlements. Of course they did. You. Here's this quote. Blankety blanks. <laughs> Listen to this quote. Strangely, they have deceased by the hand of God, and it hath generally been observed that where the English come to settle, a divine hand makes way for them. In divine short, stank. In short time after the hand of God fell heavily upon them with such a mortal stroke that they died on heaps as they lay in their houses. For a place where many inhabited, there hath been but one left alive to tell what became of the rest, and the bones and skulls upon the several places of their habitations made such a spectacle after my coming into these parts, unquote. So it was interpreted by the colonists that God had cleared the way for them. So basically, this is a sign that they are meant to be here. Oh, disgusting. So that is talking about these piles of bones and skulls. It's because the illness spread so quickly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so many people died that they weren't unable to bury the, right. their own dead. 
and the bodies had to lay above ground eventually turned to skeletons so it's just horrific well like there wasn't enough research or science around like they didn't understand what was happening but of course to to put it to my life is more important than your life is very yeah, like, European. Why does it have to be a cleared away? It's the right? whole colonization yeah. thing of like, well, we're here for a reason and you're not. I think it's the whole yeah. dehumanizing thing. So you don't have to feel guilty about, you know, it's like how they called them savages also. Mm-hmm. Right. That dehumanizing because then you don't have to feel guilty about killing them and taking their land because they're not people. Mm-hmm. They're not uh, the same equal value. Which many entities still use today in different formats and military, government, politics. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, school. we made um, pilgrim hats out of black construction paper. Oh. Like some of us would be pilgrims and Sounds some like of us would be the that. Indians. And we would like uh, glue cheap ass colored feathers on like some like headdress thing. And we'd like. It sounds not appropriate. <laughs> it was 70s. I'm not making excuses, but I mean that. But it was like played out like, oh, a big celebration. Right. Everybody loves each other. Like mm. oh, you just made me think of me. right, like that the Adams yeah. family when Wednesday Adams does the. I think that one of the best moments I haven't seen it yet, in film. No, no, the movie with Christina Ricci. Well, not the original. Or not, yeah, not original original, but where, yeah, because she's at the oh, summer camp. So it's badass. Movie. Yeah, it's badass. The new one now too. I Me too. comes out next. Does it? Yeah. Ooh, we should, I'm all in. We need to watch. Yeah. We need to do movie night together again sometime. I'm ready. Okay. Thanksgiving was made an official U.S. holiday in 1863 during the Civil War. Hmm. President Abraham Lincoln trying to get, trying to get the morale up. Yeah, because listen to this. He had established the holiday as a way to improve relations, not only between the North and the South, but also between U.S. and tribal nations. Because just a year prior, another thing I never was taught, a mass execution had taken place of Dakota tribal members. Corrupt federal agents kept the Dakota Sioux from receiving food and provisions. Finally, when they were at the brink of death from starvation, they fought back, which resulted in the Dakota War of 1862. In the end, President Lincoln ordered 38 Dakota men to die from hanging. President Lincoln, who is revered, um, and he felt that Thanksgiving opportunity to like squash that beef, Mm. you know? Let's be thankful for where we are. Let's just, no hard feelings. We'll have Thanksgiving. That's like if I punched you in the face right now and just said, no hard feelings, would it work? No <laughs> hard feelings. You would punch me We're back. We're going to have cooked corn. It's all good. Don't worry. It's on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd beat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like- the hidden rage under it, it's like right there. I have a lot of hidden rage. I just see a reflex. Punch back. I, I would no be, back. I'd be on the floor. This room has a lot of emotional triggers for her, too. It'd be like your superpower. It does. <laughs> and I still want to know who Lloyd is. Lloyd is carved into that door, the name Lloyd. That is terrifying, and I don't like who it at all. Lloyd? Tell me that. Who is Lloyd? Where? Where? It's still not somewhere. You can only, you have to look at, like, 
sideways in the light to see it. How long have you lived here again? Since 1996. Get out of here, Lloyd. Why does he have to be dead? It might have just been someone that lived in here and moved. They all die. <laughs> I'll show you a picture later okay. that we found <laughs> under the stairs of Maybe. my call Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boot. All right. Oh, is the boot Lloyd's? <laughs> <laughs> no, the boot's something else. Okay. So Squanto, you know, tried without success to teach the pilgrims to bathe because the pilgrims smelled bad to the Indians. I mean, I get yeah. that. Like you stinky. Don't sit next to me. <laughs> I'd be scooting your chair away. <laughs> oh wait, Sarah's over there. I mean, you don't smell, Sarah. Like hummus. For like hummus. three years. Drink the wine, it helps. For three years after the pilgrims landed, English and French fishermen transmitted diseases to tribes as they came ashore to find freshwater, firewood, and capture Native Americans for slave trade. Within three years, the plague had wiped out almost all of the Native inhabitants of coastal New England. Native societies were fucking devastated. I mean, 90%? Like, that's... Yeah. Who's left? Terrible. 10%. Good math, Macy. Thanks. I take it when I can. Hopefully the real strong ones. And those who did survive left their communities to join others, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they would bring the illnesses along with them. Mm -hmm. So that led, led to it. Throughout history, religion has served as a means of justification. And for the English separatists, that was the same thing. They believed that this widespread death and devastation due to disease was divine providence and that God willed them to take over the land. And I, and I now say gazoon tight anytime someone sneezes. So there's a book that I want to read that I haven't yet that was referenced a lot in my research by called Lies We Were Told. I've, yes. And so a lot of this information comes from quotes from that book. One of is, if Indian culture had not been devastated by the physical and psychological assaults it had suffered, colonization might not have proceeded at all. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Squanto as he is known in history. His real name was Tisquantum. So there's more than the story. He's known, you know, what we were taught, like, Oh, he taught the pilgrims how Mm -hmm. to grow crops. He helped them, you know, take advantage of all the resources. Six years before the Mayflower arrived, a slave trader captured Squanto, as I mentioned. He eventually escaped and returned to North America in 1619. So he learned English while he was away. And he traveled all around. So he he got worldly knowledge. He you know, saw different like governments and different things happening. Kind of reminded me of Chief Gary in a way. Yeah, yeah, sounds I'm kind of put in the middle that way. Yeah, where it because like when he said when he escaped back, it's very similar. Of like they make it sound like oh this cushy like oh he got learned while he was gone. <laughs> well, anytime you have to say they escaped back home, it's not that great. <laughs> right, right, right. So when he came back, he was the only survivor of his village because his fellow tribesmen had been killed by all this sickness and disease and stinky asses. 
So where Tisquantum's village once thrived, the pilgrims established Plymouth Plantation. Right there. Mm. I've been there. My cousin works there. Do they talk about this? (laughs) Like what do you to this extent? Definitely. You mean not to big T truth? Not to the truth at Mm -hmm. all. They definitely make it more like, oh, look at these you know, they're more focused on the, just the settlements and how mm-hmm. like the living is within the settlers. And they gotcha. do have um, a section where the natives like speak about kind of their culture, but it, it they don't talk about just what actually happened. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah. Get it out there. Say the thing. During this time, the Wampanoag lost most of its people, but a nearby enemy tribe and I might be pronouncing this wrong, and I apologize. No, the Naragansett did not. So Wampanoag leader Massasoit saw the pilgrims as possible allies. So kind of misjudging it, as we've kind of seen through history, where you know you're um, maybe having an alliance or right. or some kind of business deal, um, and then getting fucked over. <laughs> we see Which that over and over. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Wampanoag leader Massasoit thought maybe the pilgrims could be allies against this enemy tribe because the Wampanoag were decimated and their enemies had had not been. So because um, Tisquantum, Squanto could speak English, Massasoit used him as a translator, though he didn't really trust Tisquantum and kind of held him as prisoner rather than continue this life of servitude servitude not servitude i hate my brain took me <laughs> a second too am i or Tisquantum decided he would become a key resource to the pilgrims and teach them how to survive so it was a maneuver on his part which i could imagine on some level that like you want to survive and you want your yeah. people to survive. And if these people are overtaking things, like how can I make the best of a shitty situation and try to help my people? Mm-hmm. If And especially because they probably do have a ton of resources that could help my people, you know. And the leader, Masasoit, had kind of set the stage by already reaching out to the pilgrims to do an allyship. So he's, he's kind of just building on that. Mm-hmm. So the Wampanoag and the Pilgrims made a treaty that established an understanding that the tribe would look out for the Pilgrims against their enemies, this other rival tribe, and vice versa. So this brings us to the first Thanksgiving. U.S. treaties with any Native American They don't hold their water. Do well. The Pilgrims celebrated their first successful harvest in 1621 by shooting their guns into the air. Pew, 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 pew. Which caused Massasoit, the leader of the Wampanoag people, uh, to bring warriors and prepare for battle. So he thought that you know this was happened. a sign of of like, okay, we're right. getting ready to fight. That's like if a gunshot went off here in Brown's edition. Like it's not a party. It's not a party. I I'm not running. You're not running out there, but someone's running out. I'm not running that way. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, locking the doors. I always check the time because I'm always like imagining I'm have to make a report. Like I heard gun this many gunshots at this time. That's very specific. I don't. Do so that. they got there. There's no maybe battle. I, maybe I need to do that. I don't hear as many. How many gunshots do you hear? I hear them on all the fucking time. Weekly, monthly, daily. Like monthly. Monthly yeah, gunshot. Um. It's rough. It's rough on the west side. <laughs> so so got they got there, but there was no battle. So they worked together to prepare a feast because the pilgrims were already like preparing this big um, celebration. So that's like the actual story of it. This Thanksgiving Day is a time to grieve for many um, Native Americans and many Natives gather today near Plymouth Rock every year and remember the losses through a national day of mourning. And this event began in 1970 when the Commonwealth of Massachusetts invited Wamsetta James to address the public on behalf of the Wampanoag people. However, once the organizers learned that he was going to talk about death and broken promises in the hand of the settlers, colonial powers, and the U.S., he got uninvited. I hate it when that happens. But what he was going to talk about was, quote, the action by Massasoit was perhaps our biggest mistake. We, the Wampanoag, welcomed you, the white man, with open arms little knowing that it was the beginning of our end. Hmm. Trust no one. Question everything. But it's not the nature of the people and, you know, living for thousands of years on, um, you know, right. permeated or whatever. Well, yeah. You don't have that knowledge like, okay, these are evil motherfuckers and we need to watch our back well, I mean, that, happens that in, was learned in time but and that happens in nature everywhere like we just go and spoil untouched beauties <laughs> and then it, they learn to hate us in summary native americans europeans and tons of other cultures across the world and hold festivals and special meals and gratitude for bountiful harvest in the fall. So that's occurred like all over the world across time. It's a family time for families to come together and reflect. I watched a video of Wampanoag youth from four years ago sharing their thoughts on Thanksgiving. And their responses were really varied. Um, some were angry sad you know saying thanksgiving is a day of mourning feeling resentment some say that getting together with loved ones and showing appreciation you know for bounties and gifts is fine and that said they celebrate and feel gratitude on that day too um they said they're down with eating turkey and having a day off <laughs> but what really everybody's agreeing with for the most part that i looked into is it's the problem is this false narrative yeah. that has been taught and is still being perpetuated that really perpetuates colonialism and ignores all 400 plus years of atrocities mm -hmm. against first nations people like that's really the problem right and being able to address like our own like 
I say our own, but white guilt, white privilege that comes along with that too, of being able to go and just meet with your family and have it be about that. Like that's a privilege within itself to not have, have those things to think about. So maybe building awareness and learning about the history. So you can be less ignorant about Temperate. why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe make, make a statement that honors, you know, that's what I was thinking. Like, history. If, like why not just like, you know, and in memory of the lives lost, like, it's like, like, this is how we got here today. Like, take a few moments to acknowledge, like you come over for Passover dinner. Right. I love it. So, you know, that's the story of Mm -hmm. the the escape from um, slavery for the Jews. And, and so while it's celebration, we, we spill wine to, to acknowledge. Well, yeah, been... that's what you do. You spill out 10 drops to acknowledge that like there was um, the plagues that right. released that um, enabled mm-hmm. the Jews to go free. So you're tempering it, you're balancing it. And I'm not a strongly religious person, any real direction, but it is so nice to learn the histories um, and just, again, acknowledging and appreciating the the cultures and context that go with, with it. So that yeah. is the true story of the first Thanksgiving. I learned so much. And That's I hope great. that, um, you know, our platform can spread that big tea truth. Big tea truth. Um, are we going to thruple up on these drinks? Oh, do you want me to go get Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll be the runner. Oh my gosh. You bring it up I didn't. I didn't. Actually... You may need three little glasses too. Sorry. Oh, okay. I feel weird asking Sarah to do so. I didn't ask. I just said this it. This is and then so she... like not me. I do fucking everything, so this is like weird. This is outside of my. Normally, I would say that, and Naomi would go run downstairs. Yeah, I I want to be the runner. Go. (laughs) Do you really? You're closer. (laughs) Big truth comes out. Big big teacher (laughs) is coming right at you. If I was on that side, though, honestly, I would have. And also, it's our podcast. I feel like I should stay. <laughs> well, this is actually what's nice about it is like normally one of us has to go and then it's one of us entertaining the open air. So we actually get to sit and <laughs> talk shit with your streak wine. All right. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. No. We need to do a roller skating. Oh, it's too cold. We can't we do can that. go indoor. We could do do a dance skate thing. I've been wanting to actually hit adult night at Patterson sometime. <gasps> Can we do that? Yeah, really it's just really to. terrible hours. Is it? It's like late at night on a Sunday and Wednesday. It's like I it never works could, out. For I can maybe do like a Wednesday. I mean, Sunday might work too. I don't know. I'd rather do a Wednesday. I could do either. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. Do you? We talked a lot of shit without about you. No, <laughs> we didn't start without you, but we talked shit. Mm-hmm. okay forget it we didn't really I'm she added she added the podcast she'll find out right <laughs> i'm gonna go back and listen i'm i'm up next i'm excited all right tell me a story we want to split this up yeah. you, uh, let's throuple I'm, this. I'm striving today let's so throuple this, this one fun up. thing about having a throuple with sarah is that we alternate driving now and i didn't drive this time which means i can have slightly more wine that's true yes I mean, Sarah does too. <laughs> she's good. She's, she's fine. She's fine. All right. What do you got for us? All right. I can't chug things, by the way. <laughs> thing. I can't like take more than one gulp at a time. 
Okay. Gracias. Here we go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I am going to talk. Are you excited? <laughs> yes. I love I love going first because then I can just chill and listen. All right. I am going to talk about the Andromeda Galaxy. I love spaceship. I know. Do you know anything about the Andromeda Galaxy? Nothing like in detail. Tell. Do tell. Okay. So I'm going to tell and then you're going to be horrified. Just you wait. Here we go. Wait. Oh, I can take my glasses off now because I don't have to read anything. So I'm going to skip some of the oversight, like the science is here, but I don't want to lose people on this. So with me struggling through after a can of wine. Okay. So it is though about 152,000 light years away. That's, um, or from earth, it's about 2.5 million light years away from earth. It's the largest galaxy, um, to the Milky way. So it's, Andromeda is like the it's largest like our neighbor. Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's close to the Milky it's our Way. our galaxy name. Right. <laughs> the name stems from the area of the Earth's sky in which it appears, the constellation of Andromeda, which itself is named after the princess who was the wife of Perseus in Greek oh, mythology. Okay. That's where it came from. So the it's a big mass, this galaxy. It's the same order of magnitude as the Milky Way. So about 1 trillion solar masses wide. Again, don't expect you to understand that. Me neither. The mass of either galaxy is difficult to estimate, but it's long thought that Andromeda galaxy is more massive than the Milky Way by a margin, like 25 to 50% even. And um, it's it's large and it's next. It's large us. and in charge. It's large and it's next to us. And it's actually really pretty. Here, I'll show you that. That's Ooh, the Andromeda Galaxy. You want to see? Beauteous. Very pretty. Okay. So here's the kicker. <laughs> in four to five billion years, the Milky Way and the Andromeda Galaxies are expected to collide. We've done the sciences on this and they will collide. Let me. This is why I can't go this. to planetarium shows. I mean, or- Years four, no, four to five billion. Billion. Okay. So, like, the nice thing is, like, we can get, we can pop out a few generations along the road, um, and should be fine. I if leave planetarium I... shows and I lay in bed like this, waiting to die. You're gonna not like this at all because once I was reading it, it was just like the level of detail of what they know is going to. Happen. It's like a little terrifying. Can I just say one quick thing? Please about jump in. The disturbing thing. Yes. I'm okay if I die in like a space like black hole situation because I feel like then everyone just gets taken out all at once quickly. Black hole. Listen to our spaghettification Spaghettification. I'm okay with that. I really (laughs) am. And you're not even going to know if it hits you or anything. Just like If you don't know and it just happens, that's better. But if the government's like, all right, in three days, we're all dead. Like, Okay. There's a semi part two, but this is the part one. So if, if we make it that long, which, um, you know, spoiler, we won't. Um, I don't like thinking about a time when I don't exist and I'm not relevant. I know. It's, <laughs> this is literally. What's a, my legacy? This is why it's fun to go last because this isn't actually extensively long topic, but our anxiety is going to fill the space. <laughs> no, I've already told the kids who's going to remember me. I'll remember you. <laughs> Your patron. Our patrons will remember us. Thank you. Um, okay. So this is actually the Andromeda galaxy you can actually see with naked eye from Earth. 
So it's actually one of the few that you can actually see without a telescope. Sweet. Even with moderate light pollution areas too. So like it's, it's big and you can see it. Oh, I wish Skylar was here. He knows he's like space junkie. Is he? He does. Yeah. Does he? Does it? Look at space stuff. Space stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it works. It works. Okay. So there's a lot of sciencey stuff with this that I am not going to go into. It is super interesting though. Um, I love science. I, right. I'm just would say a lot of things that you don't understand because I don't understand it either. Okay. So, cause it talks about like the structure of it, the velocity of it, the mass of it. It's my point is it's big and it's next to us. It's big and deadly. Okay. So there's a thing called the the Andromeda galaxy is known to harbor a dense and compact star cluster at its very center. In large telescopes, it gives the impression of like a star embedded and surrounded by like this big bulge. So the Hubble telescope is taking a picture of that Mm. center point there. Mm -hmm. Has the new telescope taken any? Um, the last ones, I think, for this were um, pre that one. So I don't think they have taken. Hasn't got there yet, this maybe. Yeah, uh, or at least it's not not the first up for pictures. So here we go. There are um, clusters on the ends of the Andromeda galaxy that, so it's had collisions before. We know it's had collisions and it has kind of sucked in parts of previous galaxies into its galaxy on the ends. Mm-hmm. So we know it's done it before. Now let's talk about the collision with the Milky Way. Okay. The Andromeda galaxy is approaching the Milky Way at about 110 kilometers per second, so 68 miles per second. It has been measured approaching freeway rel- speed. Freeway speed approaching, thank you, relative to the sun around 190 miles per second. Um, as the sun orbits around the center of the galaxy at a speed of approximately 140 miles per second. This makes Andromeda Galaxy one of about 100 observable blue shifted galaxies. So just by how fast it goes, um, it is its sideway velocity with respect to the Milky Way is relatively smaller. So basically the way that the velocity is, is happening between the different uh, mm-hmm. galaxies in about four, 4 billion years, the likely outcome is a collision. Is one like spinning this way? One's like spinning this way. Right. Like so the velocity is closer. Right. Yes. Is that what's going to happen? Absolutely <laughs> that. <laughs> so um, the uh, that collision, um, when the galaxies will then merge, there's a small chance that the solar system... So one of the things that I love the verbiage of is that they talk about um, this like slingshotting that will happen, that will happen. <laughs> so like basically what happens once that velocity comes in, you get flung out. So oh, it's like get, cracks a whip. We could get flung out. So um, even our own sun could get either brought in and like torn apart or it could get... <laughs> Or it um, even our whole entire galaxy could get just slingshotted out farther or split in half and some out, some in, and some may absorb into the end of it. You know, in roller derby, we used to do the whip. The whip and the double whip. Double whip's even more fun or triple whip. Ooh, triple whip's really fun if you can get the good momentum. You got, it's on the knees, you got to get low. 
Right. Fine. Gotta just hold on and hope for the best. So yeah. Flinging out of other team, or are you trying to uh, ourselves? Ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, you get you use their momentum. So like, if I'm if I'm whipping tart. Sorry, I went derby names automatically there. So if I'm whipping tart, part of what I do is I will kind of break and use my momentum and the breaking motion to fling her You forward. transfer your momentum right. to the other person. Yeah. It was really, you saw it a lot in early derby, not so much like now. Like right. if you saw that now, I'd be like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> right. Bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. everything's more like rugby scrums. Like everybody's like together. Like, like uh, yeah, it's it's. A much faster derby now, I would say. Like the pace, like even the the blockers are going very fast most of the time. But you just gotta control pack speed. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Have you been to see a derby? I don't. No. I actually don't like watching. Derby. Oh, <laughs> you just like playing. <laughs> I like hitting people. I like yelling at people. No. <laughs> It's Park. like when you break up with somebody, you just have to have space. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm just taking space for yeah. years. Yeah. It's it's been I actually thought about dropping into a practice sometime since 2019, the end of 2019. I just want to like show up to like a snake pit practice or some their no sorry their new core lane team and just hit people. Do it. <laughs> I haven't skated in a while, but I'll show up and just like just to hit people and then leave. And they'll be like, "Do you want to join our team?" I'll be like, "No." <laughs> you're like i feel better now hard no but it might be one of those lame practices where they're like 50 percent mm-hmm 50 mm-hmm. percent what hitting what does that mean emphasis no 67 percent is what i go at a practice <laughs> that exact percentage 100 percent at about but they're I'm not just ready. saying you might not they're get not ready. your jollies they're not ready for my 67 percent i'll tell you that it's true because i will knock them down and they should learn their lessons and not get hit by me here's what we need to do before you make this decision let's go to adult skate i okay thank you let's see what uh former roller derby currently active people are there see if there's drama and then you decide (laughs) i'm a realist (laughs) okay because you may be like fuck this shit I know. I <laughs> this is why I quit. Can I hit you at the? Well, they won't even let us do that. Oh, no, uh, to dance! If you're in the parking lot with your gear and skates on, can I knock you down? I'm not wearing fucking See, gear to dance. I need the to roller one on the ground. <laughs> I mean, I'll fall uh, if you want. Let me hit you. No, sixty-seven percent. No. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out! I'm just trying to get okay. you back up track. Good. This is important. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that these galaxies are like derby. I don't. It's where yeah, it I went immediately. There was a slingshot. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Slingshot. Oh yeah, you were the one that took us away. <laughs> and I brought us back. I do all the services. All of it, right? <laughs> Helpful and hurtful. <laughs> so it's it would cause like huge massive amounts so like the impact alone would be over a hundred million years long when does it start <laughs> four, four billion years. four billion years but like it'll like the whole I said we get a couple generations in and then we're dead 
Well, I mean, I don't know how long people live. A couple million years is more than... A- okay, no, but but like we're going to die before that, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. So I just wanted to really throw out one. I thought the Andromeda, I like the name. And, and it was so. this cool, like, okay, that's probably going to be the end of our galaxy. Is it the name of like that special thing in Galaxy Quest? Is it the Andromeda something? Oh, you're so right. I love Galaxy Quest. Me too. I think you're right. The Andromeda something. Something. Sarah? Mm-mm. Oh, Sarah, oh my God. Look it up. Galaxy uh, Quest Andromeda what something. What have you been doing? Being a mom the whole time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. She did fetch us wine. Thank you. I'm sorry I yelled at you just a second ago. Don't worry. I'll hit heart not you she can take it even if she doesn't want to she won't. okay um, it'll be fine it's fine we'll just bruise for a bit <laughs> i played mario oh i love mario i'm a video i play player. real games okay what mario does that even mean game. Okay. the game of life oh my god That's the stupidest like thing game. i've ever heard <laughs> yes she played... i like the game of life <laughs> i like sorry we like we talked about, we talked oh, about that okay it's right. horrible okay <laughs> Okay, here we go. The biological and geological future of Earth can be extrapolated based on the estimated facts of different long-term things. So here we go. <laughs> smart at that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> over time, like over hundreds of millions of years, there's going to be a lot of random, not random, a lot of celestial events. What I've learned is there are a lot of celestial events we know when they're going to happen, or we know the percentage or risk or, you know, odds of them happening in certain time periods, which is actually kind of scary. I want a calendar. I want a calendar. This is when you'll die. Like, oh, (laughs) hey, here's your yearly calendar. Your percentage of asteroid hitting this year is 0.003%. I want to know that. I want to know that for me. Here's where you have a close call. Right. Here's yeah, when we're not sure. Because that's the thing is, like, they know this. Like, I'm reading this and I'm like, why is nobody telling me this? I think somebody should make a calendar. Right. Okay. Maybe I'll give us credit it. if you make it. Copyright. Yeah. Did you get the Andromeda thing? Um. Oh, Sarah. I did, but it showed some kind of. Oh, Sarah. Game. Uh, no, you're. Galaxy Quest. It's a movie. Isn't it Andromeda? Something? It is a movie, too. No, it's a movie. Does it Not say two. Galaxy it's a Quest gal- Andromeda? Yeah. Gal- Wait. Now put Andromeda. Put, put oh. Galaxy Quest movie Andromeda. Okay. Oh, it's a game. Yeah, I'm sure. Galaxy Quest. Okay. That's what I thought you were talking about, that you played it then. No, no, we're talking about the most amazing fucking movie of all time, and now you have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Homework. <laughs> Young okay. Frankenstein. My own private Idaho. And it really Galaxy bothers me Quest. that you say Frankenstein, but I know that you're right. Well, it's a, a pivotal moment in the movie. I know, I know. It's integral to right. his development. Right. Um, you're going to watch My Own Private Idaho? Yeah. Okay. You brought that up one time. Okay. Can, can I continue with my topic? Can I just warn you that the opening scene... And she has to watch Spirit. Involves... She has oh, to not Spirit. I'm going to have a marathon. Just just don't watch my own private Idaho with your kids. Oh, I, I did <laughs> finish. All. I finished um Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale. Wasn't it good? So good. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. It really amped up. All right. We're um, gonna have to talk about all that. All right. Sorry. Okay. Different Future. day, different. Yeah. Okay. Milkanovich's. What? What'd you call me? Milikanvich. Mila Milikanvich. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, I think Nick watching this. 
It's not. Yeah. What do you mean watches? It's it? a movie. It's a movie. You watch it once. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. watches it. Well, I've watched it probably seven times. It's a Dorney Weaver. It's Dwight Schrute. It's R.I.P. Alan Rickman. <laughs> I'll watch it. Okay. Surrender. All right. Okay. Back. Okay. The name I can't pronounce. My never theory predicts that the plan never surrender. The plan never surrender. Never. What do you say, Sarah? Okay. No. You just said she was going to surrender. Don't surrender. Never confess. Never surrender. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Sarah's just gonna drink wine downstairs. <laughs> Sarah, we appreciate you. Thank you. You have Thank really you. nice eyebrows. Dude, she's the prettiest woman I've ever did see. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You guys just like knock me down and build me back up again. That's our style. Uh, that's my best. That's what we do. <laughs> that's why we're friends. I'm here for it. We were like, <laughs> see you next week. But you're friends. You're great. You're the best, Steven. I'm here for it. All right. If you can't be torn down by your best friend, who can you be torn down by? Okay. Back to devastation and death. I'm so lost. Um, yeah. Okay. It starts with a long name I can't pronounce. Milankovitch's theory predicts that the planet will un will continue to undergo glacial periods. Uh, at at least until the quaternary glaciation comes to an end. So, okay, so I'm hoping to have a glacial period soon. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> what this would cause is some supercontinental cycle with plate tectonics that will probably result in a supercontinent in 250 to 350 oh. million years. So, I'm still part two, right? Right, 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 right. So sometime in the next 1.4 to 4.5 billion years, but keep in mind, 4.5 billion years, we may be colliding, you know, um, we may be colliding. Earth's axial tilt may begin to undergo chaotic variations with the axial tilt going up to 90 degrees. So like our entire world would like shift completely if we didn't Seems with sexual. Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> okay and with that the luminosity of the sun will get bigger and bigger and more and more more radiation will reach the earth resulting in higher rate of weathering of silica uh, silicate minerals affecting carbonate silicate cycles which is a decrease of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere so in about 600 million years from now the level of carbon dioxide will fall below the level needed to stain um carbon fixation photosynthesis used by trees Shit. that's the we're fucked point we gotta okay, keep our plant. trees so some plants use carbon fixation method um to keep that um they need it as low as 10 parts per million so the long-term trend is for plant life will eventually die off altogether the extinction of plants will be the demise of almost every animal life since plants are the base food chain for yeah. everything on earth and don't we live in symbiosis with trees? Exactly. In about a billion years, the solar luminosity will be 10% higher, causing the atmosphere to become a moist greenhouse. Moist! Re moist, everyone's favorite word, uh, resulting in a runaway evaporation of the oceans. As a likely consequ consequence, plate tectonics and the entire carbon cycle will end. Following this, this event, two to three billion years, so we haven't yet... 
Um, the planet's magnetic dynamo may cease, causing the magnetosphere to decay and leading to accelerated loss of our outer atmosphere. So four billion years from now, this may mean pre or right at then um, what's basically so our this entire- is consummation, basically? Our, right, with the Andromeda galaxy, our Milky Way will with Andromeda. So, so we want that. We don't want this. I mean, I'm at the thing of like, so here, let me just say this part. If we don't, with Andromeda, what's going to happen is the entire Earth's surface is going to melt. I'd rather just, like you were saying before, yes. I'm Andromeda now versus I'm melting. Can into we the just be Team Andromeda and like just jump over? <laughs> right. Just Fuck Milky Way. Because if it's a, you if know, it's happen, if, if it's a drowning be, ship, let's bail. Yeah. That's like working to every Can mental health that? agency I've ever worked at. <laughs> this place is going under. Let's get out of here. Um, that may have, may have been saying too much. By that point, all life on Earth will be extinct, by the way. Um, Wait, even me? <laughs> back to you me. will live forever. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I really have a strong investment in knowing who my future offspring are like 500 years from now. None. <laughs> like, who, what are they going to be like? What are they going to be into? I mean, at that point, I'm going to... Most importantly, will my photo be on their mantle? <laughs> That's so kind will of Will there you. be mantles? I'm assuming, they won't, I'm assuming they won't remember me at all at that point, and they may as well die. I'm not okay with so, that. I... I I need a place in history. I mean, our whole topic about Elon Musk has disappointed me so much because he's supposed to save us from this shit, even though Mars is still in our galaxy and there's still a point. But, you know, nice try. Like, let's be let's be thinking that direction. Like, let's be thinking about the future people and stop ignoring the fact that this will end. It will end. And if you're ignoring that, it's just going to end sooner. So I don't like ignoring things. I don't know, recycle something, do something, people. Okay, so did you see that Russian kid that said he's from Mars? Be here all King Night. What? And he's here to save us from nuclear annihilation. Why isn't that your topic? This was a great topic. Because there wasn't enough info. I hate that when I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, topic. And I'm like, uh right. That's where Andromeda started. And then I was like, I don't. I mean, like, that's interesting, but it's kind of final. <laughs> so there's no really to go, good place to go from that. So I have to back it up to humans. Yeah. humans. So humans play a key role in our biosphere. Shocker. With large human populations dominating our ecosystem, um, we have a big role. So the large- We just hit a billion people. Or how many billions? No, Eight billion? That. I was going to say we've been oh, over a billion. Like, it just hit, like, a milestone. So the Once large- kids were born right so i guess covid because after it, covid they all wasn't got that devastating COVID boomers. right everyone COVID boomers? gassed up and during it's covid made it a thing okay skylar is a windstorm baby study that there was um more pregnancies after covid skylar's a windstorm baby oh that makes sense you got locked in scared Under the covers, scared for your life drinking keep me warm um <laughs> Okay, the large scale. Okay, where you're really throwing me off. Okay. 
8.37 billion. But as of 2021. So we hit 8 billion then. That eight was billion, the milestone. 8 billion, 8 billion. Okay. That's a lot of fucking people. Live. As we discussed, we don't know what a billion is. So. Okay. And so I've had eight of them people would like to say, can Ooh, I just it's a current counter of Ooh, that's ew, I don't ew, like bored. Like, ew, ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, ew. Ew. Out every time that changes. That's gross. Is a clicker counter? Oh, wow. What a baby horrifying sarah what is the name of that website they can't no. see it what's the name of the website current world population if you want to see them i am not pumped out in real time um okay back on your track. home screen back on track okay the larks you're fine <laughs> this is why you're here to Entertaining us. The large scale loss You're of hype girl. species caused by human influence since the 1950s has been called a biotic crisis, with an estimated 10% of total species lost of as of 20 of 2007. At a current rate, about 30% of species are at risk of extinction in the next hundred years. I hate this. The Holocene extinction event is the result of, of habitat destruction, widespread distribution of invasive species, poaching, and climate change. Eight billion people might be contributing right. to this problem. In the present day, human activity has had a significant impact on the surface of the planet. More than a third of the, the whole land surface on the world has been modified by human actions. And humans use about 20% of global primary production. The concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has increased by close to 50% since the start of the Industrial Revolution. The consequences of this biotic crisis has been predicted for the last five, for, sorry, has been predicted to last for at least 5 million years. So all of this that we're causing and have impacted will continue to impact the earth for 5 million years. Thanks. It could result in a decline in biodiversity, um, in uh, lack of diversity among our uh, biology, accompanied by a proliferation of species that are opportunistic, such as pests and weeds. Novel species may emerge, so new, new ones coming up. In particular, um, the prosper and human-dominated ecosystems may rapidly diversify into new species, so things that we promote. Um, may continue to grow. Um, no new species of existing large vertebrates are likely to arise. So like the whole bigger species things, probably not going to happen because of how we have impacted food chains. Damn it. Right. So like lions and like the just. That's fucked up. Right. Because those are the most majestic creatures. Nobody fucks the lion. Rhinoceros. Those are my uh, favorites. Uh, Polar bears. Okay. Missy did a whole polar bear topic. I once. did. Sorry, you should actually listen to our podcast sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> we enjoy it. And even if it's not good, we cover a diverse topic <laughs> list. I mean, you know, even even if it's just Sarah being entertained and learning with us here, like that's fine with me. I know. I enjoy this. Okay, so here we go. More again. Risks that human pose to themselves include climate change. We do it to ourselves. Misuse of nanotechnology. We do it to ourselves. Nuclear holocaust. We do it to ourselves. Warfare. 
program super intelligence and then we've had a podcast episode about that genetically engineered diseases or disaster caused by physics experiments those are like listed as the primary like we're gonna like just ruin it ourselves. well i did that doomsday clock episode that kind of went into some right. of that too mm-hmm. and it, that doomsday clock says we're fucked diseases viruses um extraterrestrial life forms um the possibility of infestation of that at some point like could happen well skylar would be very angry about that because he's an avid believer that the u.s government is trying to Mm -hmm. put out propaganda that et's are threats when they're actually helpers Mm -hmm. And, well, and that the propaganda is meant so that we'll be behind the government when the government tries to right 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 so and and that is uh, technically in the wording on this is infestation maybe versus a greeting by extraterrestrial life forms. by peaceful life forms that are here to right. fucking save our asses because we're fucking maybe. stupid right. because there's gonna be a <laughs> point and they may say hey and they and they can they can help us obviously if they can get here they're way more advanced than we are where we can barely we're like struggling right now we're trying to do another moon visit have you seen that right right and that's like we can't even figure that out so and that's like basically like going across the street should the human species become extinct various features assembled by humanity will begin to decay the largest I mean, structures have an estimated the largest structures in the world that we have humanly made will decay have a half-life of about a thousand years so the latest the last surviving structures will most likely be open pit mines large landfills major highways wide canal cuts earth-filled dams a few massive stone monuments like the pyramids of Giza, sculptures, Mount Rushmore will survive Ew. in some form even after a million years. It's for fine, it's fine. Ones. Mount Rushmore. So, <laughs> so when so this is a whole different article that I'm looking at from when I was reading about uh, Andromeda, and it says potential events to happen. One of the first one is the sun orbits the Milky Way, and it talks about the potential point. So it's on there. Um, the solar um, flares and the, the radiation is like a huge risk. Um, an encounter, okay, so with the Milky Way, it can approach enough to influence the solar system. A close stellar encounter, like with the other Andromeda we talked about, may cause a significant reduction in distances of comets in the Oort cloud too. So the Oort cloud has a ton of icy bodies that kind of orbit around it and around half light year of the sun such an encounter can trigger a 40-fold increase in the number of comets reaching the inner solar system so impacts from these comets can trigger a mass extinction of life on earth these disruption encounters occur an average of once every 45 million years so again they know the math which freaks me out the mean time for the sun to collide with another star in the solar neighborhood is approximately 30 trillion years which is longer than the estimated age of the universe so like they're like okay not probably gonna happen in our lifetime so that's great but i worry about my future ancestors right it's just it's just like it's an inevitability and we're so ancestors what do you call them when they're in the future chesters my futchesters your futchesters i worry about them your futchesters your futchesters (laughs) (laughs) um yes i mean it's basically (laughs) saying that like at 
At some point. And maybe an end is the new beginning. We go bye bye. Maybe the end is the new beginning that we have to think about. Like it's yes, it's an end of this galaxy, but it's a creation of a new bigger galaxy. So like yes, and also. And you know, if you believe in the possibility of the multiverse. You believe in magic. Like mm-hmm. we all exist somewhere else yeah oh yeah so maybe like string theory stuff too it's like different dimensions yeah and we're just here experiencing i mean and and maybe that just makes us feel better i don't know either so well i mean there's much smarter really smart theoretical physicists absolutely believe in we've definitely talked we've talked with a very smart man who talked theoretical physicists who talked about going back in time wait when was this one oh we had a we had a we actually got Fabio. to interview a real theoretical physicist named who, Fabio who, who published a out, research article. Put who published an important, well known, well known research on article on time travel. And we were freaking out the entire time. He did time. not know what we were when he agreed to meet with us. We had twenty <laughs> minutes before. No, 20 minutes before we started where we were in the panic attack because initially you could tell he was being <laughs> he was, no he was trying to be no because I'm like I need to like just be like was, on like, my game and she like he like very sciencey at first and we're like cracking little jokes like we do and then finally he kind of got the gist he got, of it yeah and he, he started he listened and up, joking with us and, and we started and, talking about like time travel movies and yeah he, was he enjoyed it fucking brilliant and hot and he had a ponytail and he was in yeah and we thought his background was real that's how like how high tech it was so it was a background that was made to look like natural nature outside yeah and we just so wanted to believe in him that we believed no i was in like i was in a dreamscape i couldn't even i was not in my right mind during the entire period posted with the video oh yeah oh yeah the whole thing i was a while back i don't know it says like interview with blah 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 like his fabio theoretical physicist yeah like i reached out to him and he like actually emailed me back i was like seldom happens by the way i mean sometimes we're curious and we're like let's a shot and 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 that one bit and it was great it was wonderful. Like cool. I learned about real time travel. No, I actual... am a theoretical physicist now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a certificate. I'm certified <laughs> counselor lingo for I went to a training once for three hours, maybe about time travel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was from fucking phenomenal i was walking on air for like probably three months after that okay 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 sorry i gotta wrap this up okay josie doe okay (laughs) here we go ready okay sorry i thought i knew where it was and i wasn't you asked if we're ready you're not fucking ready (laughs) okay do you know how long the age of our universe is 13.8 13.8 billion years, just so you know. I feel like we should say that. We've been talking okay. billions a lot lately. Billions. I know. We'll do a representation later. We I'm going to make something out of rice. Too fat. It might need to be smaller than rice. Maybe sand. Can you count uh, sand? Uh, Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Okay. I grew up near the beach. I just have a lot of sand. The, okay. <laughs> the energy released from the impact of an asteroid or comet with a diameter of 
like three to six miles is or larger is sufficient to create a global environmental disaster alone, like that alone. Um, if we were to have a solar flare, so there was a solar flare in the 18, uh, I can't remember, 18 somethings before technology. And they said that if that were to happen nowadays, it would actually just disconnect all internet for months, at least minimum for it to get fixed for the solar flare to end. Um, so like there's, there are things that I think would be more crippling to us now because we rely so heavily on, t- on technology mm-hmm. um, that would just like roll our economies backwards from where we have gone growth wise. But it might be a good thing for humanity. Maybe. maybe. To have that disconnect. It might, it might neutralize. Like if I wanted to talk to you, I might need to like go to your house. I mean, I come to your house to talk to you. Okay. Supernovas. So those occur on average once every 40 years. You know that? No. During the history of Earth, multiple events have occurred within a distance of 100 light years, known as a near-Earth supernova. Explosions inside this distance can contaminate the planet with radio radio isotopes and possibly impact the biosphere. Gamma rays emitted by supernova react with nitrogen in the atmosphere, producing nitrous oxides. These molecules cause a depletion of the ozone layer that protects the surface from UV. An increase in UVB radiation... 10 to 30% is sufficient to cause a significant impact on life um, on Earth, including the phyto, phytoplankton, oh. the base oceanic food chain, um, which would then impact everything them. else in our I biosphere. Plankton. So. On SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> they, were, they were white when I bought them. Thank <laughs> you. Okay underwear patrick jokes all right so okay i'm just gonna like there's a whole thing about i mean things continental oceans solar evolution loss of our oceans red giant stages of our sun so mariana's trench i just want to end with (laughs) the ultimate fate fuck (laughs) i know you thought it was dark now you've been We've been really doing a lot of humor-based things to cope with the anxiety of existential oh, fear here. That's what I do. I know. Except. I know. Some acceptance here is that after fusing helium at its core to carbon, the sun will begin to collapse, evolving into a compact white dwarf star after ejecting its outer atmosphere as a planetary nebula. The predicted final mass is like 54%. 54%. So only 54% will be left after that big fart mostly consisting of carbon and oxygen. So currently the moon is moving away from the earth at a rate of four, or sorry, like 1.6 inches per year. In 50 billion years, if the earth and the moon are not engulfed by the sun, they will become tide-locked in a larger, larger stable orbit with each showing only one face to the other. Therefore, the tidal action of the sun will extract angular momentum from the system, causing the orbit of the moon to decay and the Earth's rotation to accelerate. So we'll start accelerating faster and faster. In about 65 billion years, it is estimated that the moon may end up colliding with the Earth due to the remaining Ooh, energy of the Earth's system being sapped by the remnant yeah. of the sun. I had a dream that a portion of the moon was shattered and crashed onto the That's Earth. Fucking terrifying. So. <laughs> After my research into this, that's scary to me. So 
on a scale of about 10 quintillion years. There you go. Have fun with that number. Is that five? <laughs> I watch your brain just trip. So we have so trillion. It's quintillion four or five. Ten quintillion. But it's quint four or five. Is it? It sounds like five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the remaining lot. the remaining plants in the solar system will be ejected. Remember when I said like the slingshot will be ejected from the solar the system by violent relaxation. If Earth is not by, I like the verb verbiage here, violent relaxation. A violent Wait, what? Because like the, it's the like pulling, it's the pulling in childbirth, and then the release out. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's the breath out that we would be released out. Mm-hmm. The ultimate fate of the planet will be that it collides with the black dwarf sun due to the decay of its orbital gravitational radiation period done. Which will happen in a hundred that's a hundred trillion years. So so there's different layers here. Okay. Many things can happen before this happens. The sun could explode. The sun, we could have our with with the um our a drum we could sex up our neighboring galaxy. We could sex it up, become one, and get slingshotted out, or become part of, or have our own sun become part of and ripped apart, or slingshotted out as well, um, or, or this continues to happen <laughs> into a, a decay of things where the moon may hit us. Hmm. I mean, I feel like Andromeda is a great option. I mean, why not make something better? Here's what we need to bigger, do. bigger, better. We need to invest the solution money in our space programs. Yeah. Like real money. If you're not, and not defund our space programs, wait, and pause, really pause, pause. be able to pause. travel. Until next time. Invest money in our space programs that's the thing so let's advocate for that write your congress legislation yeah let's advocate let's um make that happen because that's what's needed we need like our technology is fucking stunted and the thing is is like we do have really good technology but like the more i read about this it was like well not not compared to et's it's like one it, we think it like oh an asteroid we can stop an asteroid it's like okay Can't. no it's like you have to deal with this gravitational pull and then that's going to cost this and then that's going to create a black hole that's going to suck in this like how do we stop all of that we're maybe, struggling to get to the and, fucking moon which isn't even a planet so maybe we need to go back to sarah's point hi sarah what was your point sarah there's different dimensions. Well, there's different dimensions. That was your out later. You panicked. I know, but, but my first, consciousness is in this dimension. At first, she said acceptance. Acceptance. Oh. No, I'm not done with that one. That's going to cause you more stress. Right, right, right. Like, just acceptance. But but we can't. I, su- I want to support our space program. We can, you know, do something. I think Governmental or commercial. I don't care. I'm not, like, getting political on it. We just need to advance our technology. This speaks to the council we are side, right? Because, like, giving some, giving people behind. who've had a grief or a loss, which knowing your impending doom is a grief and loss. So um, giving them an action point can help them feel like they have Give it some. Give action that's my and, you know even pride. if it just makes them feel better sure yeah. why not um until next time i don't know what that is but until next time it's happening 
it's probably going to happen anyway. So I don't know. Let, can we give like our future generations a few more years, recycle something, don't be a dick. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe this coming week, say like a few seconds to some like cultural like oppression that was had and like just address the fact just that acknowledge some shit acknowledge some shit like let's just say the thing and try to find ways to help when you can it's not that hard little ways help you know every starfish you can throw back in the ocean it matters to that one starfish even if you can't Sweet save stars. them all and um eat some corn